Hey, hello everyone. Shenzhen is PPG Grandpa. Welcome to this bonus episode of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, clearproptv.com and paratalk.org. Today, we have Andrew in the studio. We're going to be talking about, oh, I don't know, how about tra uh, training yourself to fly a paramotor? Now, there's a lot of self-taught pilots out there, but this guy came to me and said, hey, you know, I, I, I want to learn how to fly a paramotor, and I already went through four props. So today was our first day of training. So welcome to the show. This is Andrew. How are you? Good. I'm glad to be here. Man, today was awesome. And one of the things that we talked about was you don't know what you don't know, right? I mean, how many things today did we talk about that you didn't even know existed? Just numerous, right? I couldn't even count them all. I thought I knew a whole lot, but um, I, I learned so much today and it changed everything that I know, or at least I thought I knew about uh, PPG. Now, I know that one of the things that you hear about all the time is, hey, you know, don't buy your equipment first. Uh, talk with a, an instructor, fly his gear. And what did you do? Um, I bought all my own stuff off eBay and Amazon and just uh, sent it, and it didn't go too well. Well, well, I mean, you, you did get up off the ground, though. I mean, you did fly, right? Yeah, two successful flights, but I'd say one out of every t uh, 20 times I tried to launch was a horrible failure. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess, well, what is considered a horrible failure to you? Um, breaking a prop, falling on my face, getting cuts and bruises. I mean, I got back up, nothing uh, life-threatening, but... Still shouldn't have happened that way. Well, let, let me ask you real quick. How much did you pay for your gear? I mean, you, you had two different wings. So how did that wing purchase go? So for the wing, I found it out on the Facebook marketplace, and I had to drive to Louisiana to get it. Uh, didn't know anything about wing sizes or what I needed, and it was a 36-meter tandem wing, and I was way under the weight class on it and couldn't figure out why I could not get up into the air. And... Um, after falling so many times and breaking props, someone told me it was the wrong wing, and I ended up trading it for a smaller one. Okay, when you say that you had, what did you say, a 36-meter? 36 36-meter 36 wing, so it was like trying to fly the Titanic over my head. <laughs> well, how much do you weigh? Uh, 165. 165. All right, guys, if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, do me a favor. Go to clearproptv.com and there's a form right there, right? Fill out the form and then tell me what you think that uh, Andrew should have had if he's 168 pounds. What size wing should have, should you have had? If you give me the proper size, I'll be sending you some free stickers from PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Um, all right, so you got this wing, a 36-meter wing. It was like the Titanic, like you said, trying to put that Titanic over your head. That sounds horrible. Isn't the Titanic sink? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so you traded that to a smaller wing. What size smaller wing did you go to? It's a 30 meter reflex and it's also 20 years old. 20 years old. So, so it was made in 20. It was made just before nine 11. It was in 2001 check the date and everything. So it, uh, it's not a, not a good wing. <laughs> no. Well, this is the wing that you actually flew though, right? Yes, two successful flights out of it, but a lot, a lot of failures to go with that. 
Okay. So how did you learn how to fly it? I mean, did you look on, I mean, did you get books? Did you look on YouTube? I mean, how, how'd you learn how to fly? Um, I read a, uh, I read a guidebook. I did a lot of research on YouTube, watching instructors, things like that. I just go out in the field for hours and hours in the Arkansas heat and practice, uh, probably a good, over a good hundred hours out in the field, just trying to kite and get this wing up and take off. I wasn't going to give up, but it was, it was a lot, lot to get here. Well, you came over here to me today and over at Paramotor, Arkansas, and your first, I don't know, the, the first wing that you tried was a uh, Roadster 3. It's a newer one. It's a 2019 model. It's been thrashed. The student's been using it. It's a POS. Now, what's the difference between this one that you tried and your tank that you have been flying? <laughs> uh, night and day difference. I barely even put any effort into this wing, and it, and it just came right up. No problem. That's awesome. And then you tried uh, another wing over there too. Is another uh, uh, Lift EZ, and you tried that one. And how'd you think about that one too? Pretty easy to pop up, right? Like a feather. <laughs> like a feather. Uh, speaking about like a feather, you came over here too, and we're doing the hang check. And we hang checked yours. And you, okay, what, what did we discover on yours actually? Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, I, I came here with a lot of problems with the motor already, um, problems with uh, flooding, with the pull start and the kill switch. And just before we went to work on it, the uh, top part of the frame broke off. And that's the part of the frame that's holding your harness on. Yeah. And to be honest, I wasn't even mad that it happened only because it happened here with PPG Grandpa. And I already had all the good advice of the day. So... You know, it's just lucky that it happened here in the garage than up in the air. If it happened up in the air, what do you think would have happened? I wouldn't be here now. It would have been really catastrophic, and I'm glad that you are here now. Now, you did try one of our Atom 80 machines, and we did a hang check. But you put it on, you're like, what's the first thing you said as soon as you put it on your shoulders? Was this weigh like 20 pounds? <laughs> right. And then we did the hang check, and uh, you pulled your knees up, and you slid right into the harness. How would you feel about that? Oh, super comfy. It was felt, comfy, wasn't it? Yeah, it felt, felt like I was actually part of the motor in a sense compared to the other uh, hunk of crap I was wearing. Okay, yeah, I, I understand. So in your experience over this X amount of, well, actually, when did you start uh, uh, self-training? Uh, I want to say end of March is when I actually got my first wing and started trying to make this all work, and I've been added ever since so march of this year in 2021 yes all right so when was your first successful flight um what month is july uh, i'd say beginning of june something like that and you broke a prop one prop or or what four props four props what was the cost of four props man? um a little a little under a grand when it was all said and done Oh, so what do you think um, would have been better to pay $1,000 for instruction or $1,000 in props? I definitely would have gone with the instruction. And I, I wish I knew that PPG Grandpa was actually here in the area in Arkansas. I didn't, I didn't think there's anybody else besides me. If I could go back in time, I would have done it all over and went with an instructor. 
Okay. Well, unfortunately, we can't go back in time. But um, to other people out there that want to self-train, um, maybe you can talk to them uh, as far as like through this podcast real quick, this bonus podcast. Um, what did you think? How much did you spend? What kind of frustrations did, did, did you go through? And when you finally figured it out, was it um, I'm going to continue to self-train or what the hell's going on? I need an instructor. Well, I, I didn't want to give up, but it, it got to a breaking point where I, I finally realized, hey, I need an instructor and I just need to suck it up, you know. And I don't I don't think, you know, self-training is all bad if you know a little bit of what you're doing and you have a basis to go off of. And if I could go back in time and at least talk to an instructor, um, you know, spend a few days, find out some information that I could have used, then maybe things would have turned out differently. But going into it blindly is a real bad idea. It didn't work out too well for me. So one of the things is you don't know what you don't know. And as a self-trained pilot and only spending one day with me, your first day here. What are some of the things that you didn't know that you didn't know? Oh man, the list goes on. Just, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be everything, but just some of the things that popped into your mind. It's like, man, I wish I would have known. Uh, I could, it could be anything with the, how, how far along the science of these wings have come in the last 10 years alone. You know, me thinking that my, my old wing could even hold up against uh, his new wing. Uh, as far as the handling, uh, man, kind of catch me off guard. I mean, you know, I mean, it, just just whatever. I mean, uh, if you can't think of anything else, no big deal. But, you know, uh, the wing technology, you know, that's a big thing. Um, the weight of the wing, because what it feel like on your particular wing to the newer wing? Uh, so this newer wing, yeah, it, like it, way lighter, like I said, way easier to control. It just wanted to float above my head, whereas my old wing... It, it just wanted to keep sinking. I had to put my back into it just to get it above my head, and it's not supposed to be that way. Right. Well, how about the difference between, um, like, a newer Adam 80 compared to uh, this right here that you had? Um, definitely go with the Adam 80. Right. Yeah. So, so it's a lot lighter, and what would it feel like as far as difference between the Adam 80 and, and your paramotor? Oh, right. right sorry, the uh, Adam 80. So my paramotor, it, it's like... Uh, it's like driving an old Mustang compared to like a, a new crotch rocket or something like that. It's just, it was so heavy and bulky. It didn't fit right. Um, and then I put on the Adam 80 and it was like wearing a small backpack that I would go hiking with. You know, I didn't even know that paramotors were that light or they could even be that light, you know? And yeah, now I want something like that. I don't even want to even look at my old paramotor ever again. Uh, it's, I'm, very sorry that you know you did have this frustrating um thing that's happened to you you spent money you've driven to a different state to pick up stuff uh, you spent money that i mean you spent a lot of money not only on the wing but then a second wing the motor and four props with all that money that you spent and time that you spent you know Honestly, I'm thinking that you could have got a really good used wing and motor and you'd be fine right now if you would have talked with an instructor first. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. Um, it, it seemed like kind of a pipe dream, you know, watching it from the outside and uh, seeing how expensive it could get, be to get into this sport. Or, you know, But when you talk to an instructor and you see that there's other options available or where to get them and at least you know that you're going with the right option because you know the instructor knows what he's doing, 
that makes all the difference than just blindly jumping into something and pulling the trigger. Exactly. So of all the people out there that may want to get into this and self-train, what, what uh, words of wisdom do you have for them right now? Um, don't start self-training without any kind of a good foundation. You need to talk to an instructor first. Um, you know, whether you want to go through a whole entire course, that's up to you. But if you even just go to a few classes and find out if it's something that you want to do or it's for you or you take away something from it, you learn information about, you know, the actual wing, the paramotors, what you need, what your size is, how to control them. That's that's a foundation that everybody should have before they even consider training anything on their own or don't call it training more more practicing practicing with the skills that you learn from the instructor with all the things that we went over today we talked a lot about the airspace too um did you know about all the airspace stuff that we talked about today i knew i knew a bit mostly because of my job but um nothing compared to everything i learned today you know it was it was just a fraction of what i knew so, like, even when you think that you know everything, you don't. You need to sit down with an instructor and uh, learn all these learn all these other finer details that'll keep you out of trouble and keep other people safe. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Now, we all also went through the FAR 103, you know, the rules and regulations for ultralights. Um, did you know all the different things that uh, were uh, those rules and regulations before you came here today? Uh, kind of like a, like a skimming outline of it. Not, not in that much detail. Definitely not. Okay. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen out there that's listening, we totally appreciate you listening to this little bonus podcast. Now, Andrew is going to be with us on a, uh, what's that? One more thing to say. Um, if you start learning on your own before you have that foundation, you start creating bad habits. And one thing I noticed today is I, I had a lot of bad habits, whether it was the way I was flying the wing or the way I would even pick up the risers or, you know, a, a forward uh, takeoff. When you start developing these bad habits early, it's hard to break them because that's what you're used to. If that's you think you're doing the right thing and you're not. So it, it took a while for me to break those habits today with the instructor. But if I had started off the right way, then... Um, I wouldn't even have to break them in the first place. That, that's a good observation, uh, definitely. Um, before we end this uh, bonus podcast, is there anything else that you wanted to say? I don't want to just take this away from you for and and you have to like, oh wait, wait, this one more thing. No, nah, I mean I'm be honest. I, I just kind of a little nervous because I've never been on a podcast before. But um, my takeaway from this, uh, I had a really good informative day, and I learned more in the last twelve hours than I have in the last, you know, four months, um, and a hundred percent recommend talking to an instructor before you start doing anything in this sport. Absolutely. Well, I definitely appreciate you chatting with us. Now, um, we're going to be doing a full interview with you on ClearProp TV. I'm not sure when, because you know, you have to work and we don't know when uh, you'll be available on Monday night. So whenever that is, we're going to get you on here. We're going to talk and we're going to go through your videos and you got a YouTube channel. You got a bunch of videos and stuff that you have right now, and you're going to be uploading these uh, videos soon, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll be working on building up that YouTube channel. So once we get you on the show, you should have all those uh, those videos up there. We're going to go through them, and we're going to you know see your progression uh, as far as like self trained, and now that you know we can get together and actually train, we'll see what the difference is between your self training from March until now, and now until whenever you um, you know decide to to go up, and you can still use our our gear. So you know 
we, we can figure out what is going to work for you. Yeah, um, honestly, like I, I've been saving all these videos. Could be a thing from GoPro videos or someone uh, videoing my takeoff and just wants something to save it. But I mean, if I could upload that to YouTube and people could use it to learn and see like, man, like this dude was trying to do it this way and self-train, look, look how much he's screwing up and breaking all this stuff. But, you know, um, if it could be to the benefit of somebody else, yeah, absolutely. Just a timeline of, of getting better and even just today alone, the timeline would just increase exponentially. Yeah, I think so also. And one of the things, too, we're looking at is different cross countries, right? We saw the Boneyard because uh, we're watching one of the um, airspace uh, videos and they're talking about the Boneyards. And we have a Boneyard over in Stuttgart, which is hop, skip it and jump. So we can go over there and, and, uh, and look at that. One of the things that we did was we got a bunch of people. We took off from Hazen, uh, airport. We flew down to Stuttgart. We landed, we walked around, looked at all these, uh, uh, old planes that are being disassembled and stuff. And, uh, it was pretty awesome. Now in the future, what kind of adventures do you want to do as far as like flying paramotors? I mean, when you got into paramotors, you thought of, Hey, I want to do something. What is it that you wanted to do that got you started into paramotors in the first place? Oh, just the idea of, uh, just being free and like, uh, okay. So I've always wanted to fly planes, you know, like, um, like I'm in the air force myself. Um, for me to be an Air Force pilot, it's, it's a little bit of a pipe dream because I'm already so far along in my career, but thinking like, how, how can I fly planes on the outside and not have to go through all the schooling and not have to, well, schooling is good, but rather uh, pay for all the, the hours that comes with like getting the gas money to, for uh, flying a Cessna. And then when I learned about this, you know, it's just such a free sport. You know, you can, as long as you obey the safety laws and FAA regulations, it just feels like you can do whatever you want to an extent. Yeah, and it's absolutely true. And, you know, uh, one of the things I really enjoy doing is cross country. The cross country and, and seeing different things uh, um, is, is just amazing. And also going to different um, um, what is it? Uh, fly-ins. So there are many different fly-ins out there. And if you want to know more about where, you know, when the fly-ins are, all you have to do is go to flyindirectory.com and, uh, it's over on ppgzone.com, which, you know, has, has all the different fly-ins that are available. The next one that I'm going to, and all the friends are going to be going to is moonshiners, which is, um, August 4th through the 8th on 2021 here. Would you be interested or do you think you could just go to the fly-in, meet different pilots, and see what's going on? Are you available through those dates, or do you have to work, unfortunately? It's uh, very possible. I mean, I'll have to check with my supervision and see my schedule. Um, like I said, my uh, my job, they kind of they kind of tell me when to work, and it could be a surprise. But um, I'd definitely look forward to doing that if I could. One of the things that you talked about, too, is you thought you were the only person in Arkansas that was trying to fly paramotors. So one of the ways to find out, uh, are, are there any pilots around you? You can go to ppgzone.com, sign up, and then they have an interactive map. So you just, you know, go into like, like we're over in Arkansas, go to Arkansas. Then you can see all the different pilots that are in Arkansas and where they are. Did you even know about anything like that? No, not at all. I honestly thought that, uh, based on what locals were saying, everybody I talked to, they're like, wow, you're going to fly this paramotor. I've never seen anything like that. And I didn't see anything online. I thought that 
if there was anybody else doing what I'm doing and they were few and far between, I had no idea there was a population in Arkansas for this. Probably about 200 that I know and probably more that aren't even on social media and stuff like that that are just flying around here. And they come from different states too, like the ones that are down in Louisiana will come up here. We go down to Louisiana or go to different states. It's pretty fun. I, I can't wait for you to go to a fly-in and, and be able to hang out and meet up with different pilots. I mean, you're already flown. So it's just honing your skills and uh, getting you into some newer equipment that can actually, you know, take off and fly. Yeah. Um, honestly, out of just the only two flights that I ever had, like, I just, I just want to keep reliving it. You know, I'll watch the GoPro video and all I think is, man, I just want to get back up there so bad. And I mean, I, I guess that's why I didn't give up. But, you know, there comes a point where you've developed these bad habits and you know you're just doing something wrong and you're just going to keep breaking your equipment. And you got to talk to the instructor. I just wish I did it sooner. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that we met up today. I'm glad that you had a full day of instruction. I'm glad that, you know, you saw what the difference was between your old wing and a new wing. You know, 20-year-old wing and a new wing that's still thrashed is still so much better than a 20-year-old, you know, wing that was crispy. Crispy. Okay, let's talk about that real quick. When you saw the ad for the wing, what did it say that it was? You said it was crispy and, and what? Still crispy. Uh, was it stored? It lived in a closet most of its life. Um, only only uh, maybe 30 hours or something like that. All just positive things to say. I mean, it was, it was just a big, heavy piece of crap, to be honest, at the end of the day. I honestly felt like an Afghan on a rope. <laughs> it was... It was absolutely incredible. It was so difficult. I mean, I tried my best to kite it, and it was, it was just not even kiteable. Uh, so for me, seeing how difficult it was to kite, I'm so amazed that you actually were, were able to fly. But I also understand also, too, how, how you broke four props. And wow. And then I saw your machine. All right, tell <laughs> Because we talked about this a second ago, when you showed me your paramotor, what was my facial expressions? Oh man, it, it was bad. I mean, when I told him about what I had on the phone and how old my equipment was, it, you know, the line just got silent, and all you hear is, "Hey, for the love of God, please don't, please don't fly that until you come talk to me." And I'm like, "All right, right on." And uh, yep, pulled it out, and he, he just tore it apart like I, I can't believe you flew in this thing I can't believe you're still alive you're lucky to be alive I'm like well here I am but uh well, what's some of the the things that you had to rig just to to make sure that you could cut your your power oh all right so the, <laughs> so the kill switch died on it you know the one that goes on the throttle and you know the motor would run but I couldn't kill it so I'm thinking okay maybe there's a short I'm shooting wires couldn't figure it out right away but I'm like how can I still kill the motor well, I can choke it out, but I can't, certainly can't reach over my shoulder and choke it out, you know, stick my hand near the prop. So I bought a throttle cable from uh, Home Depot that you'd put on a lawnmower, connected it to the choke, ran it down behind the seat, and installed the switch next to my left thigh. So in order to kill the engine, I would have to stow my left brake, 
God, I feel ridiculous telling you this. I have to st- hear myself tell the story. It's like, all right, come on, dude. But yeah, yeah, stow the left brake, reach down, flip the switch, kill in the motor, then grab the left brake and bring yourself to the ground nice and safely. Uh, it probably wouldn't have worked out that way, but I mean, it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> okay, that was that was one thing. Uh, the hang points on this were, were really, really high hang points, and the carabiners pretty much could touch each other. I mean, the chance for a riser twist was, I mean, I mean I'm really surprised. Um, let's see, what else are some of the, oh, what else are some of the things that we were looking at? We're like, I was like, whoa, dude. Um, oh, your, uh, your, your muffler. Oh, the the yeah. springs that were connected to the muffler were just dangling. Yeah, yeah, the bolts on. The, see, I didn't uh, know about all these things or how tight they actually needed to be. You know, I, I checked over everything and I kind of, I kind of just fixed what was broken or needed to be fixed. I wasn't sure about all the preventative maintenance or what how tight things needed to be. And um, apparently, these weren't even close to over torqued. It was nearly uh, falling off the muffler. Um, yeah. So we're going to have to do some sort of visual when we actually do our, our podcast uh, on ClearProp TV. But um, anyway, um, I really appreciate your time. I, I know that you got so many things to do, and we spent from uh, sunup to way past sundown today, and we're still hanging out and talking about this. So I can't wait to actually do a podcast with you and, and get the whole crew involved and uh, have the whole world see you here, watch your equipment, seeing that you actually flew in and you didn't get hurt. I'm just so amazed. I'm just amazed and I'm very happy. I'm and happy. Um, because tonight while you, while we were hang checking you, um, the frame broke and that frame is what was holding your harness on the motor. And we, figured out that if that frame broke while you were up in the air, um, it would have been very catastrophic. So glad everything happened the way it happened. Um, anytime you want to come over, I'm available seven days a week from sunup to sundown. And uh, that's all I do. I just do paramotors. I love paramotors. Well, that's why we call me PPG Grandpa. Because I'm a paramotor dude. Oh, and I fly paramotors. Right? I fly paramotors. Yeah. I fly paramotors.com. Do you believe somebody did not buy I fly paramotors.com? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. That's pretty unbelievable. I know, right? So, anyways, if you guys want to, you know, check out my stuff, just go, go over to I fly paramotors.com. If you want to learn more about uh, the school over here, just go to paramotorarkansas.com. And uh, we're just starting the school out. We got a bunch of students coming through, and it's very, very in depth. <clears throat> So if you think you're going to come over here and just go, oh, I'm going to kite this wing and go fly. No. Did, I, did your brain just explode with all the information that you got today? Yeah, <laughs> 100%. And that was just day one. Wait until you get to the point that you're ready to do a solo because next week is towing. So we're going to be towing. We got the uh, bunny heel that we need to, to, to work on your uh, takeoffs and launches, the towing for takeoff and launches. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, powered taxi with the Atom 80 on your back and a real wing above your head. You're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so much easier than other crap. And uh, you're going to be- 
it's going to be amazing. You're, you're going to love it. So thank you very much, Andrew, for being on this podcast. Uh, I can't wait to uh, go out and fly with you. And I can't wait to go over to that boneyard and uh, do some crazy XCs together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, buddy. Well, thank you very much, guys, for listening to our bonus podcast on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Always find us every Monday night at, where is it? Do you remember? What's that? Do you remember where, where it is? iFlyParamotors.com. Or you can go to the podcast at ClearPropTV.com. Um, if you want to just listen to us, go over to Paratalk.org. And every Tuesday night, make sure you run over to ppgshane.com where we do a paramotor hangout. We just talk about whatever. It's actually like we're over at a fly and just kicking back at a at a um, at a fire and talking about all the cool stuff that we just did. And then we have an all girl podcast every Wednesday night at paramotorgirl.com. Definitely check them out. Y'all have a great evening, and don't forget go over to clearproptv.com fill out that form tell us what you think about andrew and his shenanigans and we'll send you out some free stickers have a great day peace out